The text this evening is found in Luke's Gospel, the ninth chapter, and I will read verses 51 through 56. Luke chapter 9, beginning with verse 51. And it came to pass, when the time was come that he should be received up, he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem and sent messengers before his face. And they went and entered into a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. And they did not receive him because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, will thou that that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, even as Elias did. But he turned and rebuked them and said, Ye know not what manner of spirit ye are of. For the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. This was a pivotal moment in our Lord's ministry. Luke recorded the location and time where our Savior turned his attention toward Jerusalem and what he would accomplish there. During the final six months of our Lord's earthly ministry, Luke recorded himself several healings and teachings and well-known parables, such as the Good Samaritan, the Prodigal Son, the Great Supper, and the Rich Man and Lazarus. In fact, Luke recorded more of the final months of our Lord's ministry than the other three Gospels combined. He said that our Lord, knowing that he would soon return to heaven, be received up, steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. That was a Hebrew expression, to set your face. In fact, it is believed to be tied to Isaiah Chapter 50, verse 7, which says, For the Lord God will help me, therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. Up to this point in his ministry, our Lord had avoided attention and even conflict with the Jewish religious leaders. But now that he had set his face to go to Jerusalem, he no longer had time to concern himself with that. The shadow of the cross was over his remaining time. The writer of the book of Hebrews said of Christ's view 
of going to the cross in Hebrews 12, 2, he said that he looked at it this way, for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. Our Lord was committed to going to Jerusalem, to going to the cross. Long before arriving that final time in Jerusalem, he knew that he would be rejected by the people, by the religious leaders. They were plotting to kill him. He would be rejected by his own followers, forsaken by those closest to him. And finally, when he hung upon the cross, he would feel rejected by his own heavenly father, forsaken. In Genesis chapter 22, we find an account that is often referred to as a type of Christ and his sacrifice. In that chapter, we find where the Lord told Abraham to take his only son, the one that he had waited so many years for, the promised son Isaac, to the land of Moriah, and there offer him on a mountain that he would show him as a burnt sacrifice. Again, this is often viewed as a a type of Christ in his sacrifice. And in it, you could say that Abraham set his face immediately to do this, says that he arose up early the next morning, got Isaac, some of his men, and immediately went on a three-day journey to Moriah. When they arrived there, he saw the mountain that he was supposed to go to, and he told the other men to, to wait, and him and Isaac would go, worship, and then return. He took the wood that they had brought for the sacrifice. He laid it on Isaac. Himself, he took fire and his knife, and they began to go up that mountain, and Isaac, along the way, asked him, where is a lamb for the burnt offering? You see, he had no idea what was going on. He knew what a sacrifice was. He knew how it worked. But he had no idea what God was requiring of his father Abraham. Abraham replied to him, My son, God will provide himself a lamb. They got to the place. Abraham there built an altar, put that wood on it, and then he bound Isaac. That was the first moment that Isaac realized that he was going to be the sacrifice. Abraham bound him, 
laid him on the altar and took up his knife and would have sacrificed him, but an angel of the Lord told him to stop. God knew that Abraham would follow through. He then saw a ram caught in the thicket in some bushes, and they offered that ram for a sacrifice. It's a beautiful story of obedience, of faith, of worship. You see Abraham following the Lord's instructions, Isaac representing what would later for many appear to be what Christ would do, but yet he only had perhaps minutes to consider being that sacrifice, his life being taken in what likely would have been a quick death. So there's a, uh, there's a difference between Isaac and the Lord. I thought about this. It, it's, can be illustrated in a, a simple story, the story of the chicken and the pig. Perhaps you know that story. They were talking one day on the farm and the chicken mentioned to the pig what a, what a great life they had there. And the pig respond, responded, yes, it, it, it's nice. And then the chicken said, we, we have a, a nice farmer who, who takes care of us. He feeds us, gives us a good place to live. And the pig responded, yes, it's, it, I, I suppose it's a good life. Well, the chicken said, well, I'd like to do something good for him. The pig said, well, that sounds okay, I, I suppose. Why not? Well, then the chicken said, well, let's give him a ham and egg breakfast. Now, now the pig went silent. After a while, the chicken said, what's wrong with, with breakfast? And the pig said, for, for you, it's involvement. But for me, it's commitment. Well, you see, in that account, Isaac was involved. He was involved. But for our Lord, he was committed. He was committed to God's plan. Our Lord, when he set his face to go to Jerusalem, unlike Isaac, he knew what was going to happen there. He knew that he was going to be cruelly and violently tortured, humiliated, and then executed in a way that was purposely designed to be so horrific, the Romans knew that anybody would do whatever they could to possibly avoid it. And you think he did that for all of those who rejected him. All of those who hated him. All of those who plotted to kill him. And he did that for everybody here. He did that for you and for me. 
You can, in the rest of this account, you can see in it the purpose to that commitment. Verses 52 through 54 again tell us that after he had determined to go through with God's plan, on his way to Jerusalem, they were passing through Samaria, and he sent messengers ahead to a village in Samaria to prepare a place for him. It says, though, that the people there would not receive him because his face, as was though he would go to Jerusalem. Well, this meant that at this time, which was believed to have been the Feast of Tabernacles, there would have been a lot of uh, Jewish people traveling to Jerusalem, and most of them doing their best to avoid Samaria. But the Lord was not avoiding that area. He wanted to go through there, But you see, they would have hoped for him to stop maybe and worship with them on Mount Gerasim where they worshiped. And either by that intention, that look upon his face that he was going to Jerusalem, or maybe by word of one of his disciples, where they understood that his intention was to continue on his way, well, they became angry. They did not want him stopping in their village. And when James and John saw this, keyword saw, so it makes me wonder, perhaps those people in that village were kind of shooing them on. No, no, don't stop here. Just keep going. It says when James and John saw that, well, they were so upset with that rejection. They said, Lord, will thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? Well, that would have taken care of the problem. Well, many think this was perhaps the same place where Elijah had once called down fire a few times on the captains in their 50s. But no, 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 the Lord said, no, we're not, we're not going to do that. But in response to them, we find the purpose behind his resolve. The purpose behind that unshakable, that complete determination, that commitment that he had to go to Jerusalem. He told them that the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And in fact, later, after Zacchaeus gave his life to the Lord, in Luke 19.10, the the Lord said, The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Jesus could look, in fact, past Jerusalem... And he could see a time that we have recorded in Acts chapter 8 when Philip would go to Samaria. 
and preach the gospel to them. He would preach Christ to them and they would receive that message. Perhaps some of them that were there rejecting it, perhaps to that village. And when he did that, they gave the Lord their hearts and their lives. And there was great joy uh, in that city. So when he looked at Jerusalem, he, he didn't just see what he would suffer and die for, but he saw who it was for. He saw it was for those Samaritans. And again, he saw that it was for you and me that he would do that. I think tonight, just like when he wanted to go to that village in Samaria, he wanted to go into it. He wanted to stop there and spend time with them. Well, I believe the, the Lord wants to do the same thing here tonight. I, I believe he's passing here tonight. And he's looking for that one that has been holding out. And he's saying, let me come in. Let me come in. I don't want you to reject me. No, I, I want to come into your heart. And I want you to have that great joy that those Samaritans, when they received that message, when they heard Philip, who no doubt told them, you need to come to a place of prayer. You need to confess your sins. Tell God that you're sorry for them. Tell him you're willing to forsake them and invite Jesus to come into your heart. Well, the Lord is here tonight wanting to do the same thing. I thought if you're seeking a deeper experience, well, you can follow the Lord's example. He set his face to go to Jerusalem. You see, he was committed to that. If you've been seeking an experience, you can set your face toward heaven and say, God, I'm going to be committed to that. I'm going to set my face to that. Because just like the Lord set his face to do his Father's will, I want to set my face to do your will for me. Your will for me to be sanctified. Your will for me to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And if we approach it that way and we're willing to set our face like the Lord was willing to set his face, you're going to find the Lord there and seeing that determination and then willing to give you what he's already promised. We're going to have an opportunity to pray. The Lord is passing this way. Take time this night to spend some time with him.